Good afternoon and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It's Tuesday, the 24th of July, 2018. Happy happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope you are having a fantastic day. The Business the business Leadership Podcast Live, it's a live radio call-in show where, where I get the opportunity to speak with amazing business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss either the latest innovation, current events, or best practices that will help you personally or professionally grow. So today's episode is powered by Slingshot VoIP, leaders in telecommunications, helping you understand where your business calls are coming from. I am your host, Edwin Frandozo. So thank you for joining us. Really excited for my co-host today, friend of mine, amazing podcaster, amazing entrepreneur. His name is Christian Borgeson. He's an entrepreneur inbound marketing and business development professional. And he's also the co-founder of Bruja. And like I said, the co-host of an amazing podcast called The Art of the Fail Podcast. And today we will be discussing the do's and don'ts of online community building. So if you are joining us live, both uh, we'd love to hear from you. So you can join the conversation, send a message on the, on the browser or click join the live call and you can join us. So let's get in, Christian. Thank you. And, and how are you doing today? Edwin, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Actually, you just uh, truthfully, you just reminded me that it was Tuesday today. I thought it was a little later in the week. So thanks <laughs> thanks well, for the reminder. I'm, I'm doing good, though. Glad to be on it. Awesome. Well, I mean, that could be that could be a sign of good things or bad things if you have no idea what day it is. But I, <laughs> I, I would like to think that you're just super busy, that, that you thought it was hoping that it was already Friday. Yeah, you and me both. I'd like to think that too. Hopefully that's the case. <laughs> well, I'm really excited for this topic. Um, I mean, personally, as I'm always thinking about new ways and, and best practices of my digital community as I build my podcast and other different initiatives that I'm, that I'm part of, uh, especially with the Startup Community and Startup Canada. So why don't we just jump in, Christian? How do you define a community? Yeah, let's do it. Um you know what? I, I would say uh, there, there's definitely a couple different definitions that you can kind of pull from what what a community is or what it is. And what I would say is, you know, first and foremost, a community is a place for inclusion. So you could think of it as, you know, a place where people bond over. It could be common interests, could be common passions. Um, or it could be common purposes. Uh, really, you know, really, even when you dissect those things right there, um, a community to me is just a place where relationships are formed, they're built, um, and they're established. So for businesses, a community is, for example, you know, um, a community is a place where your customers build relationships both with each other and also with your brand. That's how I would define a community. So I guess, I guess pers- personally thinking and thinking out loud, I mean, I'm part of a number of communities. And is this sort of aligned with your definition? I have a community. I'm a runner, so I've run three marathons. I, to get into running, I had to surround myself with people who are trying to get into running. So I, I joined the running room. And then I, I joined like a Toastmasters community to, yeah. to get our public speaking. And then, of course, I'm part of the ecosystem startup in Toronto and and, and I mean, these are an intersection of just real relationships, but I mean, none of them are really my customers yet. So, mm-hmm. 
So how are you finding that community or even defining that type of community for your customers? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think to kind of just going a little bit further uh, into what I was saying is because um, a lot of people do get choked up over what they define as a community or how they sort of perceive a community. But there's like you were saying, you're a part of, you know, a couple different communities and there are there's so many different types of communities. But you also you have like communities at a macro level and then you also have communities on a micro level so for example you just brought up uh, like the running stuff you know mm -hmm. you could say that on a macro level you know in the grand scheme of things on the large level you're part of the running community and uh, more so on a micro level maybe you're part of a very specific running group that runs in toronto every tuesday you guys meet up let's say at like 6 p.m you guys um, have great conversations. You always run for five or 10 or 15 K, whatever it is. Maybe you go out and have a drink after, just have a meal after. Um, so I would say that's sort of like a micro community, uh, in terms of just, you know, not converting them to, uh, to a customer that, yeah. that definitely only would apply to like, if, if your community is business focused or even like com commerce focused, um, I kind of just use that uh, in, in general, just because it is like the business leadership podcast. But I mean, for sure, communities exist uh, outside of outside of business. Most definitely. So, uh, yeah, question for you, and I know you and I are around many different entrepreneurs. Is is how are, how do we benefit? I mean, for me, I, I join a running group because I just I just want to be around runners. But does that benefit me going out? Because I'm sure you have friends or colleagues that are entrepreneurs that don't even make that time to to join these special interest groups or anything. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question for that. And, you know, I'm actually pretty happy that you brought that up because this is something that I think about, too, every time I, I'm either entertaining the thought of joining like a, a networking group, for example, yes. which could be uh, a community is, you know, what do what do I really want to get out of it? And, and what are the benefits there for me? Um, so you almost have to do like a, a time value analysis uh, of, of everything. Is this something where I want to get personal satisfaction out of? Is this something where I want to develop my personal brand? Or is this something where I want to, you know, develop my business and hopefully maybe get like, you know, five leads a week every time I meet with this particular group, if they're running and hosting networking events. Uh, so I think what it comes down to is, is, you know, what are what are you really looking to gain out of it? And mm -hmm. is that, uh, you know, something that is realistic with joining these communities? Because um, truthfully, I've done it in the past where I've kind of just joined so many different things at once. And then you realize, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have time for this. Um, and I kind of just signed up just for the sake of, of saying yes, without actually thinking whether or not this would benefit for me with whether or not this would benefit me. But at the end of the day, like the community, you know, being part of the community, like you're not the only one that benefits from it. It's also the other community members and the community as a whole. So it's like, if you're not benefiting from it, then chances are, um, the other people within the community are not really benefiting from you being in there. Uh, I could be totally wrong about that, but that's just my view on that personally. No, it's true. I mean, you a lot a lot of people go out there trying to. I mean, I try to tell people don't don't go to network 
uh, if you're joining these computers, you know, quote unquote network, mm -hmm. to, to make friends, right? Right. And really, and small business owner, I have been a long time, and I find my biggest customers have came through friends, I, and I actually have to get to know these people, not that it was a bad thing. You know, a lot of these people are colleagues or friends from a long time ago, and and they'll trust you with customers. So what I found with running groups or Toastmasters or whatnot is these people in these communities in real life actually do translate. But I mean, you have to be generally interested in, like you said, um, to, you need to be generally interested in what that community is and you want to be able to give back as well. Um, if you're just joining in live, um, we're talking about the do's and don'ts of online community building. And actually we got stuck talking about real life community, but uh, <laughs> Actually, Christian, I think that's even more important. So if you are listening live, you have a question, don't be shy. You could you could message it in. Uh, you could just write it in. Or if, if you want, join join Christian and I uh, if you have any examples of, uh, of what you've done that that went well when you're building mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's just dig a bit deeper, Christian. What, what do you think is the difference between a community and an audience? That is a really good question, and I'm glad I'm glad that you asked that one, Edwin. Edwin, um, I think when you break it down, a to me, what I what I define it is like, you know, actually, let's take a little, let's take a step back. Okay. Now, how many times have you seen brands or companies just shouting their messages at? Um, at an audience and an audience is just, you know, like, let's say like it could be demographic or psychographic information. Um, mm. and an audience remains that right. There's no engagement there. There's no real context and there's no real conversation that's, that's happening. Um, and so what happens when you see like these brands just shouting their message over and over and over again is it starts to look very like spammy and self-centered and it's not really, you know, the most trustworthy, um, mm -hmm message that's getting across so brands rather that that foster community on the other hand what they do is they clearly care about their audience and their customers they're they're actively conversing with them they're engaging with them so an audience i would say is you know communities always start off just with being that audience but but staying at an audience it, it, it's just like almost like a one-way street like there's there's usually just like a one-way conversation happening when when a community is established and being built, you, what you'll start to see is uh, a lot of two-way, there's a lot of reciprocal engagement and conversations happening. Um, and sometimes that could even be one-on-one, -on -one, the brand directly with, a, let's say, like a consumer, for example, one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. Um, and the reason for that is because brands or companies that do a really good job in building communities, uh, they they genuinely care and they want to learn more about their interests, their needs and behaviors. And the reason for that is because at the end of the day, they want to actually solve their customer's problem. Um, so, so I think the difference I would put is that two things, actually. One, communities always start off as an audience. Mm -hmm. at first. Um, and two, it, it is that level of engagement and even that buy-in. Um, like I said, audience, I would define them just as like a one-way target group, whereas a community, there is reciprocal action or engagement happening. Um, they are actively interested in what these communities 
um, other community members have to say. They're interested in what the brands have to say and what the companies have to say. And, you know, because of that, there is going to be a lot of trust and loyalty and advocacy. And at the end of the day, really, that's, you know, that's how repeat business is built. No, no, I, I get that. And I, and I totally get your definition in terms of like a person just shouting out on like if I were to look at a Twitter feed, for example, you could probably pinpoint people who are just shouting out to an audience, an audience of who knows if they're even listening. And then you have the people who are having conversations on, on social media. So I guess my question is, have you seen or have you gone through that type of thought process or even that work that you started with that audience and then it turned into it turned into a conversation or what come or like like what are the steps that you've seen that really worked well and if you had specific examples yeah i would say there's it's funny there's actually a a couple really key i i don't know if i want to call them like lessons or 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 features um that I've noticed that go into building a community. So for one, um, context. Context is always key. Um, you know, if you're you know trying to build a community of, let's say, pet lovers, but specifically people who own dogs, mm-hmm. you're not going to be shouting out messages or or giving them stats or information about cats. Um, so context is key. I think cadence and consistency, what I've seen is that this is probably arguably one of the more important things of building a community is that there has to be a regular cadence and there has to be some sort of consistency in place with how many messages you're sending across, whether it's, you know, you're tweeting or you're, posting on Facebook or you're you're producing blog content uh, once a week. I think that having a consistent voice and message um, and delivering value consistency consistently is mm. is paramount. Um, the other thing too is encouraging that engagement in that reciprocal action. So you know what I what I mean by that is is even encouraging that initial audience to provide you with feedback, whether it's positive or negative, that's always a good thing. Um, I would say always always have fun with what you're doing. Um, and you know what? Even encourage people just to be themselves because you see a lot of a lot of brands try to keep their uh, their messages very tight and structured. Yeah, um, and you try to you try to I guess prod or or get leading responses from people, but just, you know what? Just at the end of the day, let people be who they are and how they want to say, and uh, really just encourage that uh, inclusive environment. What do you What do you think? When What are your thoughts about? And I'm not sure. I know you post a little on LinkedIn, but I see LinkedIn engagement within the professional communities really really getting engaged but maybe it's the same people doing it or really talking and being super transparent i guess and mm-hmm. and how is that helping build that audience 
Yeah, I think you know what because because it's very specific, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. LinkedIn is is uh, something that you know, candidly, I would actually like to even um, post more on, and I, I think that I really should because, in my opinion, I think that LinkedIn is still very much an untapped um, an untapped resource. But what I've been noticing over LinkedIn is that people want to get real, they want to get raw, they want to you know, they don't want to just know about nine ways to come up with a, an effective headline article like they don't want to consume that content they want to know more of a personal side but mixed with the business like they want to know people's personal experiences that led to a business success and so what you're seeing now on linkedin is a lot of i'm sure you've seen it all the time a lot of those like broken paragraph uh posts yeah coming out a lot of videos are coming out on LinkedIn um, and and the key for that is just to like be consistent with it I, I have found and I've noticed firsthand that those individuals that are having and finding a lot of traction and success on LinkedIn are very consistent and very determined to remain consistent with their posting cadence on LinkedIn whether it is once a day, uh, once every two days, once a week, these people are always posting consistently. So now other people within their network or within their community are almost expecting these people to come out with and generate these posts. And so they're looking for it. And, you know, obviously I talked about context too. Like there has to be a lot of context there and the content itself yeah. is really good and it's gotta be quality and it's gotta, you know, it's gotta make sense at the end of the day. Like you can't just be putting out garbage or gibberish, um, yeah. which, you know, which I've seen a lot of on LinkedIn too. I will be, <laughs> I'll be about that. Um, I, I have mixed emotions about it. I, I actually, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you because of your podcast, the art of the fail. Yeah. And, and it almost to me, and I could be a hundred percent wrong on this, but the people who are getting this huge, huge traffic or huge, um, engagement is when they really hundred percent transparent are super humble and like, Oh man, I just messed up this. I, I just quit my job, I got fired this, and they do this whole story, and people say, people want to save them and say it's okay, right? Yeah, they do, absolutely, yeah. People buy into that, they want to read those types of stories, um, and I think that LinkedIn has become a, a I don't want to say like, a, like a, a safe place by any means, but it's become a, a channel that people feel comfortable uh, posting stuff like that without getting any sort of whiplash or negative comments. Now I'm sure that does happen on people's posts, um, but I feel like people on LinkedIn are are a little more um, conservative and diplomatic with their feedback. And so what you have there is a lot of trust with the with the overall community as a whole. And so mm -hmm. people are willing to express themselves in that manner, knowing that you know what LinkedIn is still very much and should always be in my opinion business first then personal um but i feel like it has become this open platform where now people are getting comfortable with expressing themselves and sort of mixing both business and personal matters on linkedin now i know and, and some of the and, and this is where maybe 
it rubs the wrong shoulders with me. Now people are just creating to create and, and trying to tell the story. And be and, and, yeah. But what, but what is was, the point? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was going to be my next point is like, there sort of is like a tipping point with it. And, uh, and, and what I've seen is that like, you can really tell when people are being authentic or inauthentic and you know, how genuine they are with their message. Like, are these people just putting out content consistently for the sake of putting out content, building their numbers, and then putting out more content because now they have more numbers so they can generate more engagement. Um, and you can tell, you know, there is a lot of, like I was just saying, there's a lot of garbage in gibberish on LinkedIn. And I think that is the one thing truthfully that is kind of irking me a little bit about the platform right now um, yeah. is, is that people are kind of, doing that a little bit a little bit too much but uh at the end of the day i mean can you blame them i don't know i mean it's well i think i think you'll find the the happy medium like everyone saw that people got i, I wouldn't say quote unquote instant famous on linkedin right but it's like oh they got this engagement for doing this it's giving me permission to put out content to create engagement with my community and then this is where all, I wouldn't say garbage comes out, but this is where a lot of content's coming out, whether it's useful or not. Um, so, I mean, LinkedIn is, it fascinates me, but I'm also hesitant as well because I mm-hmm. picked that. And, and I mean, the, the content I'm sharing is sharing leadership, I believe, hopefully provides some type of, uh, some type of, not context, but some type of value as well to the people who are listening and, and doing that. But I, I just wanted to mention, if you are just joining in and listening to us, we are discussing the do's and don'ts of online community building, which is which is super interesting to me as I look to upgrade, of course, as well, curate and create more engagement on, on my digital platform. So if you are listening live, uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any, any ideas or anything, or even if we're talking about LinkedIn, if you have any great LinkedIn stories, I'd love to hear from you. Um, press yeah, yeah, click join the conversation now. Um, I just wanted to move on. Um, I know because Christian, you and I could talk about this, I'm sure, forever. And both you and I think it's Friday, but it's Tuesday. So we still have a lot of work to do. So I just want to move on to the next point before we slowly end this show. Ma'am, yep. Can you share some basic principles that you follow or that are involved in building a community? Uh yeah, so I kind of touched on them before, but me, a couple core building blocks, I would say. Yeah. Takes time, it takes patience, um, and it's all about building trust. So I know that, you know, one of the don'ts, I would say, in uh, in building an online community is, is don't expect uh, the return or don't expect to get you know, astonishing engagement rates right away. Just know that it does take time and patience to build a very quality community. Mm -hmm. Um, There is going to be a lot of trial and error, and that's just something that should always be ongoing. Um, And that could be trial and error with, okay, how many tweets am I putting out per week? How many LinkedIn posts, for example, am I gonna be putting out per day? What What is the messaging behind that? So that's just something that you always have to be tweaking uh, week by week. And that's that's just gonna be an ongoing thing indefinitely. 
Um, I talked about too the importance of a cadence and consistency. That sort of ties in with the with the trial and error. Like that's that's something that you will figure out over time. But you know you really need to be consistent because let's say if you're posting, you know, let's say you post once per day. Um, for every three weeks, and then all of a sudden, for the next three weeks, you disappear. Chances are that those people who you know you've built up this trust with and this credibility with, they you know they're probably going to disappear as well. They think that hey, you know what, Edwin or Christian, they've just kind of disappeared on me, so I'm going to disappear on them. I'm going right. to go find I'm going to go find someone else's uh, content and and you know whatever else it is that I'm following. And I'm going to I'm going to follow along with that and I'm going to engage with that because there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, context is king always. Mm -hmm. um, there's always the importance of being inclusive, but also setting boundaries, too. So just knowing like what what is acceptable in your online community. I mean, it even goes as far as uh, I'm not sure if, you know, you personally or if anyone listening uh, uses Reddit, for example, they have a lot of community guidelines. Um, and so even I use, Re I use Reddit maybe too much. <laughs> yeah. Do you? I love, I love Reddit. As soon as I, uh, discovered Reddit, I, yeah, let's just say I was posting too much on Reddit that I actually got banned by a couple of subreddits. <laughs> so, that's okay. That, that just goes into the trial and error part of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, the failing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And last point I would say is, um, you know what, just honesty and transparency. Mm -hmm. be, genuine, be authentic. Don't try to be something or don't try to be the brand that you're not. Because at the end of the day, you're going to mislead people, whether it's uh, consumers or other businesses. Um, and that just that that does not lead to loyalty. That does not lead to trust and that does not lead to repeat business. That's amazing. I appreciate you sharing that. Any final tips for the listeners who are maybe looking at starting to build an online community or even looking to upgrade what they have out there? I mean, that could be me. <laughs> as, as um, yeah. Any final tips? I would say, yeah, you know what? The one thing that, that we did actually really well with Bruja, um, especially when we first started the company, was literally talk to everyone and everyone and just ask for feedback. I know uh, a lot of people, especially in the early days of, uh, of startups, and I'm sure you know you probably share very similar feelings with this as well, but I feel like a lot of people early on feel like it's necessary to ask for feedback and sort of guidance and like, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this? Is this something that you would enjoy either listening to or watching or reading? Um, and then I feel like once, you know, you get to a certain point, that stops. And for me, I, I, I don't think that is something that should ever stop. I think that you should always be asking and you should always be talking because if you want to improve and grow, then you really do need to know and get a better understanding of who your listeners, your watchers, um, who your community is. And you mm -hmm. want to know what sort of things they really are looking for and what sort of things bring value to them every single day. Well, that's, that's so important. I mean, on that note, if you are listening in, definitely love to hear from you. Let us know how, how we're doing with the show and, and if you're providing value. Love to hear from you all, but uh, 
Christian, thank you again. Quick, quick shout out how we could find out more information about you, Bruja, or anything, or your podcast, or, or anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, for sure. So on Twitter, it is at Chris Borgesan, so at K-R-I-S-B-O-R-G-H-E-S-A-N. Uh, the podcast, The Art of the Fail, you can check us out um, if you just Google The Art of the Fail podcast or head to our website at theaotf.com. And with Bruja, all of our social tags are at Bruja Exclusive. Awesome. Well, Christian, it's been a pleasure having you co-host today's episode on the Do's Likewise. and Don'ts Building an Online Community. We definitely have to do it again in the near future. Absolutely. Um, so thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me, Edwin. No problem. So today's episode of the Business Leadership Live is powered by Slingshot VoIP, leaders in telecommunications, helping you understand where your business calls are coming from. Be sure to join us Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today was a special Tuesday uh, just because we had Christian on. So definitely like to change it up sometimes. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out my podcast. It's called The Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with amazing business leaders, executives to discuss their personal journey and experience leading businesses. New episodes drop every Tuesday this week. We had the CEO of BizOn. Um, great story. Who he, he was a pro athlete turned entrepreneur. Um, amazing insight of how he grown his business. You could catch it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Enjoy your day. Edwin signing off.